0: part 2 Giacomo Bonjani leads the investigation For Giacomo Bonjani this story began in July at the height of summer when he came to visit his father in Turin on his vacation Father as usual was busy in his carpentry workshop Hi dad Giacomo said as he entered the workshop Oh Giacomo you haven't come to me for a long time Father and son shook hands and hugged each other. I have a job, you know, Giacomo threw up his hands. Yes, understand. Have you caught a lot of criminals? Dad, doesn't start. Better tell me how are you? What about me? I have everything still. I make little tables and stools. Of course, there are not so many orders now as before, but I am not complaining, everything suits me, father paused and then continued. And here, in Turin, a terrible crime has happened, a murder. Do you remember your former colleague Antonio Del Bosco? Sure. We studied together and worked together at the same time. So. A week ago, someone killed his wife Francesca. Come on. You're kidding. No kidding. The entire police of Turin still cannot calm down. They are scouring everywhere in the hope of finding at least some trace of the killer, but, as I understand it, they have not found anything yet. I saw Antonio in the store the other day, he is depressed. You would visit him today. Giacomo did as his father advised him. In the evening, he visited Antonio and offered him his condolences. Are you alone in the house now? Giacomo asked his old friend, sitting down on a chair in the living room. Yes, Antonio's voice and expression showed deep sadness. Where is Claudia? My mom took her for a while. She said that it would be better for me and for Claudia. I think so too. Claudia loved Francesca very much, and it will be a great tragedy for her to live in the house where her mother was killed. Antonio burst into tears, and covered his face with his hands. Understand, Giacomo, I won't rest until I find this bastard. If necessary, I will turn the whole world. If there is no retribution, then there will be no meaning in life for me. No, you're wrong, don't forget about Claudia. Now she is the meaning of your life. But the fact that the killer needs to be found is certain. And I will help you. Help me, Giacomo. Please, help me. You work for Interpol, you have more opportunities. I'm in a panic now, we turned the whole city. But we did not find a single clue. The bastard disappeared as if he had disappeared into thin air. I don't know what to cling to or where to start. I promise I'll do my best. So, tell me in detail how it was. Antonio recounted everything that happened the day he found Francesca's body in the kitchen. Interesting, very interesting, said Giacomo. The killer left no traces, but left a sheet of paper with a zodiac symbol cancer so he did it on purpose. If the killer himself wants us to cling to it, then we will cling to it, since we have no other way. Francesca was cancer by her zodiac sign. Yes. Did she have enemies? You have known Francesca for many years, as you have known me. What kind of enemies can she have? Is there anything missing in the house? No, everything is in place, nothing is touched. Here. It was not a thief who accidentally entered the house, and accidentally killed the mistress. No, it was a deliberate and well-planned murder. The killer knew that Francesca is his victim. We need to understand why that to understand who. Have you reviewed all of Francesca's things? Yes. Did you find anything interesting? Not. I'll tell you so, Antonio. It is possible that Francesca is the victim of a serial killer. Do you remember the murder of Philippe Voulange? And who is it? Famous French industrialist. He was killed this spring, in April, I think. Yes, I remembered, in April. All of France was rattling about it. All the newspapers wrote about his murder. I don't read French newspapers. So... Next to the body of Philippe Voulange was also paper with the Zodiac symbol Aries. And Philippe Voulange, by the way, was Aries by the sign of the Zodiac. Wow, Antonio whistled. Yes, it looks like the case is taking an interesting turn. I will return to Lyon today, contact the Parisian police, and receive all the information about the murder of Philippe Voulange. Antonio, stay in touch. If I have any questions along the way, I will call. Giacomo wasted no time, said goodbye to Antonio and father, and drove back to Leon in his car. Yes, he planned to rest into urine for a few days, but what kind of rest can it be now when such a criminal case floats into his hands? Giacomo's eyes even lit up. On the way to Leon, Giacomo phoned his partner, the curly fat man Andre. Andre, listen. I need your help urgently. Contact the Parisian police, and ask them for the case of the murder of Philippe Voulange. I'll be at the office tomorrow morning. I'll explain everything. In the morning André met Giacomo with the information he had received from Paris. Giacomo read the file on the murder of Philippe Voulange on his computer monitor. So, André, what do we have? What? First, The killer can easily open any door lock. Secondly, the killer kills only the intended victim, he does not touch those who are nearby. Sabina testifies to this. He did not kill Sabina, but put her to sleep with chloroform, sneaking up from behind when she was in the shower. For the Parisian police, the main murder suspect is Sabina. But this suspicion has not yet been confirmed by anything, nevertheless. Sabina is under house arrest. She says that there were no conflicts with Philip. Philip's relatives are also considered suspects, but everything is completely deaf there. The death of Philip is not beneficial to his relatives, no one claims to be in his place, and he kept the family business at a high level, that everyone was happy. Philip did not have any obvious enemies in business either. Good. Thirdly, There is a surveillance camera with a porter only in the entrance where Philip lived. The police looked through the records of the day of the murder, no suspicious persons who did not live in the house were noticed at the entrance. But in the neighboring entrances there are no porter and surveillance cameras, so the killer could enter Philip's entrance through the roof or basement unnoticed, entering the house from the next entrance. What does this tell us? The killer is a professional. Prepared in advance studied the crime scene, and planned everything. And there are no video cameras in Antonio's house at all, the killer entered the house, and killed Francesca. And, fourthly, and most importantly, this is the zodiacal cycle. Philip was killed on his birthday, April 16, Francesca was killed on June 23rd, not on her birthday, but during the cancer zodiac period. If I'm right, and we're dealing with a zodiac serial killer, then there must be two more victims, Taurus and Gemini. Andre, an urgent task for you. Contact all European police centres, and find out if there were any victims of Taurus and Gemini between April and June of this year with the indicating paper at the corpse. If there were no such victims in Europe, then all the world's police centres will have to be connected. Yes, chief, I will, Andre said. Giacomo called Antonio and asked if Francesca had ever mentioned the name of Philip Voulange. Antonio replied that it was the first time he heard the name from Giacomo, and Francesca never mentioned it. The next day, Giacomo already had information about the other two victims of the serial killer. Oh, Andre, I was right. We are indeed dealing with a Zodiac serial killer. So, the second victim, Taurus is Tanya Maria do Dussault. She was killed on May 2nd at her home in Lisbon by injecting barbiturate into her neck. There are no surveillance cameras in the house, the killer was not noticed. And the third victim, Gemini, is Maximilian Bradbury. He was killed on May 20th in a London apartment where he did not live permanently. The killer shot in the head. And something interesting. Maximilian Bradbury is the husband of a wealthy wife, their apartment is located in a prestigious area of a wealthy house. All the stairwells of this house are equipped with surveillance cameras, and a video camera on the third floor, on which Bradbury's apartment is located, recorded the killer. This is a ninja, and this does not make it easier. This is a certain figure of a man in a black suit without a face and identification marks. Well. This ninja might be a hitman and then we are dealing with an organization, or maybe a sole criminal, and then we know that the criminal is exposed in a ninja costume. But not only. If this is a sole criminal, then he must be rich and knowledgeable. For the killer, weapons are not important, he can shoot and poison, but the main goal is to kill. What else? All victims are wealthy people. In order to catch the perpetrator, It is important for us to find out if all the victims are connected in any way. At first glance, it seems not. But if so, then it is possible to trace the logic of the murders. But if still not, then we are dealing with a psychopath who simply kills according to the signs of the Zodiac. But I find it hard to believe that a rich and knowledgeable killer is psychopathic and kills for pleasure. There must be some logic. Andre, Connect all the world centers. Let the official report know that there is a Zodiacal serial killer at work. Any information on this case should be forwarded to Interpol. Now the Zodiac period of Leo is coming. We must expect another sacrifice. Giacomo also called Antonio and asked if he knew Tanya Maria Marilas Dussault from Lisbon or Maximilian Bradbury from London. Francesca had only one foreign friend. Maria Lopez from Barcelona, who she has on Facebook, Antonio replied. And these names, which you just mentioned, I hear for the first time, Francesca never spoke about them. The investigation was suspended for a month. Interpol did not receive any messages about the killed Leo in any country of the world, but the zodiacal period of Virgo had already begun, and a new victim was expected. The connection between Philip Boulange, Tanya Merilis, Maximilian Bradbury and Francesca del Bosco, having studied their biographies, Giacomo did not find. The next victim showed up on September 4th. It was the Maria Lopez from Barcelona, Virgo, stabbed to death. Giacomo immediately phoned Antonio. There is a new victim. Virgo. Maria Lopez from Barcelona. Wow, Antonio whistled. In general, I do not know where, how, when Francesca met Maria, she did not say, I did not ask. But I can open all their Facebook correspondence and send it to you. Come on. I will wait. Andre came up to Giacomo and said. I received a message from the Barcelona Center. They suspect the murder of Maria Lopez her ex-husband. They had a very difficult relationship, and he threatened her in front of witnesses. Reasonable, Giacomo agreed. If they consider it necessary, they can take a recognizance not to leave from her ex-husband. But you tell them that we at Interpol believe that Maria Lopez is the victim of a zodiacal serial killer. A few hours later, Antonio phoned Giacomo. I sent you screenshots of her correspondence. The correspondence begins on July 10, 2006, when Maria added Francesca as a friend and congratulated her with birthday. Francesca then replied that she was very pleased to communicate with Maria, that she perfectly remembers the good year 2000, when they studied together at courses in Cambridge. And I remembered, indeed, in 2000, in August, Francesca went to Cambridge for an internship for a month. The course was called Effective Small Business Management in the Realities of the New Market. And this course for businessmen was taught the famous English Professor of Economics Jeremy Collin. When Francesca returned home, she told only about the professor, and his course of lectures. And when I asked her who else was in these courses, she replied that they were the children of rich parents, nothing else. So, it is very interesting. It seems we have found a link. I have once again revised all documents. Photographs in Francesca's computer, but nowhere else is there any mention of Cambridge 2000, except for this correspondence between Francesca and Maria. I will definitely find out what these courses were in Cambridge. Antonio, keep in touch. Okay, Giacomo. And thanks. Giacomo sent a request on behalf of Interpol to the University of Cambridge about the need to provide the contacts of Professor Jeremy Collin. Who can clarify important facts in an international criminal case? The next day, The Liberation published an article entitled Who is the next victim of a zodiacal killer? This article reported that there is a serial killer at work in Europe, killing people according to their zodiac signs. The killer leaves a signature at the crime scene, a sheet of paper with the symbol of the murdered zodiac sign. The names of those killed were also named. The first victim of this chain of crimes was Philip Boulange, whose murder was widely reported in France. Philip was an Aries. The second victim is Tanya Merilish from Lisbon, Taurus. The third victim is Maximilian Bradbury from London, Gemini. The fourth victim is Francesca Del Bosco from Turin, Cancer. The fifth victim is Maria Lopez from Barcelona, Virgo. Leo's body has yet to be found. When it is found, the chain is also confirmed. Nevertheless, European residents should be extremely careful and cautious, since any person can become a victim of a zodiacal maniac. Interpol joins forces with the National Police to catch and neutralize the criminal. This article found a response in all European national press publications, and within a week the entire European community knew about the zodiacal killer. Chief Giacomo summoned him to his office. Let's, explain to me about the case of the Zodiac Maniac. There is no official case. The killer killed my friend's wife Francesca del Bosco in Turin, and I unofficially undertook to investigate this murder to help a friend, a former colleague. Starting today, I am instructing you to officially open the case of the Zodiacal Killer, the chief said. Two days later, after the opening of the official case, a message from the Argentine police came to Interpol. It was reported that a month ago, Colombian drug lord Rodrigo Russo was killed at his home in Buenos Aires. Usually, the police do not investigate the murders of drug lords. If a drug lord is killed in South America, then by order of a competitor, who are all well known and who can be counted on one hand. When the drug lord is killed, an internecine war and a showdown of clans that control the drug market take place. But in this case, The murder of Rodrigo Russo did not entail an internecine clan war. Rodrigo was killed in an atypical way of reprisal against the drug lord, and, strangely enough, next to his body was a message in the form of a piece of paper with the symbol of the zodiac sign Leo. Rumors of this reached the Argentine police. And when the European press reported on the zodiacal serial killer, The Argentine police considered it their duty to convey information about Rodrigo Russo to Interpol. Wow! Giacomo said to his partner Andre when he read the message from the Argentine police. That's why the liberation was wrong when it called the case of the zodiacal killer is European. This is not a European affair, but a global one. The victim Leo is not just anyone, but the drug lord Rodrigo Russo. And this means that the killer we are looking for is not a simple person. The horror will begin when the next victim is in the United States, and we have to deal with the American police. And Giacomo was right. The next victim according to the zodiac sign of Libra was found on October 2nd in Los Angeles. He was the extreme film actor Johnny Takahashi, Japanese-American. Jeremy Collin phoned Giacomo on Skype. On his computer monitor, Giacomo saw an elderly gray-haired man with glasses. Hello, Professor, said Giacomo. Hello, Lieutenant, said Professor Collin. I want to ask you. Have you read the article in The Liberation about the Zodiacal Killer? Yes, I had, unfortunately. Only first I read the English article, and then the link went to the original. Do you guess what I want to ask you? Yes. What do you think? Frankly, I was shocked. There are no such coincidences. I think so too. Now I no longer teach these courses, I was engaged in additional education from 1997 to 2009. The course was titled Effective Small Business Management in the New Market Realities. It was a one-month course designed for business people around the world who want to improve their business and, of course, increase sales. The course took place at the University of Cambridge, where I work, in August, that is, one month a year, while the university students were on vacation. A businessman from anywhere in the world could go to the site, register and pay for the course. This seminar was organized by the university. Businessmen who wished to complete the training course at the appointed time, and paid for it were sent invitation documents for a visa. They were met at the airport, placed on the university campus, offered leisure services that were within the university's capabilities, a swimming pool, a gym, a cinema, a library and a restaurant. My task was to give guest lectures for two hours every day for the first two weeks, except Saturday and Sunday and the second two weeks to conduct practical seminars. That is, we can say that the university at one time organized a resort for rich people for educational purposes for one month. And so I conducted 12 courses in 12 years respectively. But I remember the 2000 seminar very well. I remember each of them, because then a specific audience gathered. Why specific? There were 12 people, six women and six men. They were all from different countries of the world, but, most interestingly, they all represented the 12 signs of the zodiac. Was this selection deliberate? No, the fact of the matter is that no. I was surprised myself. It was fate or predestination, call it what you want. But no one at the university was engaged in a special selection of students for this course. The main condition is for the student to pay for the course. Was there anything strange, unusual at that 2000 seminar? Any incident? No, everything was as usual. I don't remember any incidents. And then a few days ago I read the names familiar to me in the liberation. But I perfectly remember each of them, how can I forget this, then to the question who is the next victim of the zodiacal killer? I thought I knew the answer. And then I was told from the dean's office that you From Interpol, would like to talk to me. Professor, please name the other participants of that seminar, potential victims. Leo was not named in the article, but at my seminar it was Rodrigo Russo. What do you know about Rodrigo Russo? Almost nothing, except that he's the son of a Colombian drug lord. Rodrigo inherited his father's business when he died. I found out about this much later, from an influential business publication. Next, Johnny Takahashi from Los Angeles was Libra. At that time, he planned to organize his own small film studio. How do you know this? He said it. At the beginning of the seminar, when we met, I asked each of them why they were interested in my course. Please continue. Ksenia Konchenko from Russia was a Scorpio. Now she is a TV star in Russia. Robert Schmeissner from Germany was a Sagittarius. Amira Gabdolvaileva from Kazakhstan was a Capricorn. Paul Brown from New York was a Aquarius. And Julia Castillo from Malaga was a Pisces. Professor Colin and Giacomo talked a little longer and passed out. The professor promised to always be in touch if Giacomo had any questions. After talking with Professor, Giacomo contacted the Interpol representative in the British police and asked to go to Cambridge University to collect information about the August 2000 seminar. More precisely, to find and ask the service staff of that seminar, was there anything strange noticed during that period, was there any unusual event? Then Giacomo went to the table of his partner Andre. Andre at this time was chewing a hamburger and drinking Coca-Cola. Giacomo handed him a piece of paper on which he wrote out five names. Kassini Akonchenko, Robert Schmeissner, Amira Gabdolovaileva, Paul Brown, Julia Castillo. Andre. this is a list of potential victims of our Zodiac Maniac. You need to get their coordinates and contacts. The day after a Skype conversation with Kassini Akonchenko, Giacomo received a message from the Russian police. Kassini Akonchenko was killed. Her car exploded. Two people died. Cassinia and her personal driver. The preliminary investigation has not yet yielded results. It is not known who and how could have installed an explosive device in the car. Yes, Andre, said Giacomo, it looks like our killer cannot be stopped. But we have to try. What's with the rest? What about Sagittarius? Robert Schmeissner is in prison in Hamburg. Interpol caught him for fraud, and a German court sentenced him to eight years in prison. He has already served five years. Well, let him sit further. If the prison does not protect him from the killer, then no one will protect him, no matter how sad it may sound. But you still call the commandant of the prison, explain the situation, let them watch Robert more closely now. What's with Capricorn? Amira Gabulvalyeva now bears the name Amira Carmen. She married an Arab oil businessman. Lives with her family, husband and two children, in Dubai. Her contacts are in your file. Good. What about Aquarius? Paul Brown, Black American, lives in New York. Works as an accountant in a financial corporation. His contacts are also in your file. And Pisces. Julia Castillo is an extraordinary and multifaceted personality, I would say so. Born in Malaga, her father, who died of old age in 2005, left her with a retail estate. This property brings her a lot of income, which allows her not to work, and to be creative. And she is engaged in creativity a lot, and fruitfully. She is known as a writer, singer and composer, artist, documentary filmmaker. Travels a lot around the world. In general, she lives in full pleasure, as a free artist. She has no children, she is not married. She was married once and not for long to a Spanish banker, whom she divorced in early 2001. After that, she was not in an official relationship. The Yellow Press writes about her that she is very amorous, which is why she changes lovers so often. Giacomo sent out warning emails to Amira Carmen, Paul Brown and Julia Castillo by email. In addition, he called all three, but no one answered. Then Giacomo received a message from the Interpol representative in the British police, who reported to him that his request had been fulfilled. The service staff of the 2000 Cambridge workshop were found and questioned. There were five of them, a manager, like an English housekeeper, a cook two maids and an auxiliary worker, Jack, who was on the staff as a gardener. The manager is still working at the university, and the others are not. All of them, independently of each other, unanimously say that they do not remember anything strange or unusual at that seminar. And only the cook, who now works in the city pub restaurant, remembered one small detail. On the last day of the seminar, the guests had a farewell party at the restaurant, to which Professor Colin was invited. The professor was not for long, he thanked everyone, wished everyone success in business, and left. The twelve guests continued to celebrate and drink, they talked to each other cheerfully and loudly, but at midnight there was some quarrel between them. The cook did not understand who was arguing with whom, it seemed to him that everyone was just shouting at each other and then the guests went to their rooms, and left in the morning. At the end of November, a message came from the Hamburg prison about the murder of Robert Schmeissner. The Turk Mehmed very simply explained his act. His cousin Aidan came to see him in prison, and told him about an offer that was difficult to refuse. Some influential people want to kill Robert Schmeissner and are willing to pay a million dollars for this murder. Mehmed thought about this proposal a little and, in the end, agreed to complete the task. Mehmed's family is in a difficult financial situation, so Mehmed left for Germany to earn money. But instead of earning money, he ended up in prison for theft, and now his family is in a very bad way. Mehmed thought that he himself had nothing to lose in this life, and that he was sorry for his family, wife and six children, and now Allah gives him a chance to save his family. When Mehmed completed the assignment, he received a letter from his wife who thanked him for a million dollars. Powerful people did not deceive Mehmed and transferred the money to the family. Of course, the German police tried to find Mehmed's brother in order to find influential people, but, as it turned out, he had long since left the European Union. Mehmed's trial will take place in January. Giacomo continued to periodically call Amira Carmen, Paul Brown and Julia Castillo. Amira Carmen and Paul Brown ignored all his messages, and only Julia Castillo called back. Giacomo, I am very sorry that I did not call you back earlier. I recently finished editing my new documentary, and before that did not answer calls and letters, I was completely immersed in work. Do you want to say that you have not heard anything about the Zodiacal Killer? I recently read about this story, and I was very surprised. Who and why wants to kill us, I do not understand. Are you just surprised? Aren't you scared? You understand that you are at gunpoint. There is fear, Giacomo, but I try not to think about it. What for? If you follow the logic of the killer, then I should be killed in March. This means that I still have time to enjoy life. And I will do that. At Christmas I will go to Casablanca. Will hide there until March and enjoy life. If the killer does not find me there, it means that I hid well, and if he does, then he is omnipotent and my fate is predetermined. Very reckless of you. Can you suggest something better? Giacomo paused because he really had nothing to offer. Giacomo, come to Casablanca yourself. I will meet you. Perhaps I will, Julia. Because I really want to catch the killer. Understand. Then I'll be waiting for you. If anything, call me, for you I will always be in touch. Christmas was darkened by the news of the murder of Amiri Carmen. How the killer traded Amira's antidepressants for poison remained a mystery. Chacomo bought a plane ticket, and flew to Casablanca on February 7th. What else could he do? To saving Paul Brown? But how if Paul ignores his messages? Giacomo had long ago warned the American police that Paul was in danger, there was nothing more he could do. Julia met Giacomo at the airport in a red convertible. The slender red-haired beauty looked spectacular against the background of the Moroccan sands, and attracted attention with her spontaneity, and lively behavior. Giacomo caught himself thinking that he liked this woman, and smiled. Hi, Giacomo. Sit down, I'll give you a lift, Julia pointed to the next seat. Where does the convertible come from? Rented. I said that I want to finally enjoy life. And Julia enjoyed this life, eagerly drank every sip of this time. They drove along the road along the palm trees under the scorching sun, the wind blew at their faces at speed, and at that moment they both felt the taste of life. Where we go? Giacomo asked. To the hotel where I live, on the ocean shore. You will stop there too. When they arrived at the hotel, Julia took Giacomo to her room, tore off his shirt, and kissed him passionately on the lips, holding his face with her hands. Giacomo reciprocated, and passion consumed both of them for the whole night. In the morning they lay in bed, embracing. Tell me, do you suspect anyone? Giacomo asked. No. Then explain to me what's going on? Who needs it? I have no explanation. Could Professor Colin have something to do with this? This old man? Do not make me laugh. He is so intelligent, spent all his life in his books, he never held anything heavier than a pen. Of course, he is not capable of killing. And I doubt he has the money to pay for the killer's services. It doesn't come cheap to kill one person, and there are twelve of them. Then tell me what happened between you at the farewell party. Did you find out? Well, yes, this was the only case that did not fit the general atmosphere of hypocrisy. Rodrigo decided to expose Cassinia. The fact is that over a month of living on campus, a love triangle has formed between me, Cassinia and Rodrigo. Well, interesting. Cassini really liked Rodrigo. She did not hide and spoke about it openly. But Rodrigo was cold with her. He rejected her. He liked me, he wanted me. At first, I fought off him, because I thought it was not good, wrong, at that time I was married. But then, I succumbed to his spell. When Cassini found out about this, she was furious. She turned into an angry, offended, hysterical woman. She started making fun of everyone, not just me and Rodrigo, but everyone else. She seemed to enjoy telling people all sorts of unpleasant things, trying to humiliate them. Psychological sadomasochism. In general, she turned into a rather unpleasant person, everyone tried to avoid her. Then I saw her rummaging through my things. And on the same day my husband called me and said that he knew about my infidelity. He promised to punish me. I realized that it was Cassinia who called her husband, and handed me over. She found my cell phone, and copied my husband's number. I told Rodrigo about this and said that our love story was over, as Professor Collins lectures on economics. At the farewell party, Rodrigo unexpectedly approached Cassinia and hit her in the face, called her scum. Cassinia began to shout at everyone. A man who calls himself a man beats a woman in front of your eyes, and you all stand, look and do nothing. What kind of people are you? And then everyone started shouting at Cassinia, you deserve it. You are the real scum. Cassinia burst into tears, and ran to her room. That's the whole story. Julia and Giacomo spent the whole day at the hotel's beach. The next day, they drove out of town to ride ADVs on the sands. Then they walked around Casablanca, examined the rectangular minarets of mosques, hid from each other in a white labyrinth. They acted like children, laughed, hugged, and kissed, and were happy. They were very good with each other. They fell in love with each other. Love absorbed them so much that they did not notice how quickly the month passed. Chacamo woke up and did not see Julian next to him. He became worried because he remembered that the zodiacal period of Pisces had begun, and Julia was in danger. He dressed quickly, grabbed his pistol, and went down the hall. He asked the receptionist where Julia had gone, he replied that she was on the beach. Giacomo walked out into the backyard of the hotel, leading to the beach. There was no one on the beach, only Julia was sitting on the coast in a lotus position. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a ninja appeared on the horizon with a pistol in his hands. With lightning speed, as if he was flying through the air, despite the fact that there was sand under his feet, he ran up to Julia and shot her in the head. Giacomo, as soon as he saw the ninja, ran to him with all his might, took a pistol from his pants pocket and shot at him. Giacomo did not miss. The bullet entered from the back and the ninja fell to the sand. As soon as Giacomo ran to the ninja, He immediately pulled the mask off his face. And he saw a Chinese man who was choking on his own blood. Exactly one year has passed since Julia's murder. Giacomo received an anonymous letter.
1: Hello, Giacomo Bondiani. Perhaps you have already guessed who the Zodiac Killer was?
0: Yes, of course, thought Giacomo. I was long about who you are but I can't catch you and prove your guilt.
1: I don't exclude that I guessed. But you cannot catch me and prove my guilt. I deliberately waited a year to cover all traces. I changed my appearance, changed my name, and now you won't be able to catch me. I would now sit and shut up, but my vanity does not allow me to do this. I want you to know the truth, so that you hate me, but also admit how smart and sophisticated I am. Of course, you can publish this letter to the public, but believe me, you will not be believed, and you will be ridiculed and accused of lies and forgery. However, do as you see fit.
0: This is scum, thought Giacomo.
1: Five years ago in New York at a conference, I met a Latin American drug lord and fell in love with him. Genuine passion flared up between us. I will not give his name for security reasons. Of course. If you try, you can figure out his name, but it doesn't matter any more. Many events have happened since then and now your knowledge does not pose a threat. But I continue. Every month we met in secret in Paris. And once, having gone over with alcohol, he confessed to me that his rival Rodrigo Russo greatly interferes with his life. Hearing the name Rodrigo, everything turned upside down in my soul. I remembered old grievances. It even seems to me that my desire to kill Rodrigo was stronger than the desire of my lover. I asked my lover why he didn't just get Rodrigo out of the way. He said that this is impossible, because a clan war will begin, and this is extremely undesirable. In a war you can either win everything or lose everything. And my lover was not yet ready for such extremes. But I, as a television and mass media worker, knew that if the case resonated with the public, then closed clan showdowns could be avoided. That night in Paris, my lover slept like a baby, and I did not sleep. I thought I was making a plan. And now you can guess that this whole performance called Zodiacal Killer pursued the main goal, to destroy Rodrigo Russo. All the rest were just a background, a distraction, a game for the audience. And I didn't feel sorry for them at all. On the contrary, I rejoiced at their every death. Why, when Rodrigo hit me, no man stood up for me? Why didn't women intercede? They knew about my feelings for Rodrigo, I told them like a woman, I told them in secret, but they were on the side of the whore Julia. In the morning I told my lover about my plan. At first he was against my sick idea, but then he himself begged me to carry out the plan. The plan was to launch a serial murder chain with Rodrigo as one of the victims. I didn't have to invent a topic for serial murders. It was suggested to me by Professor Colin, who, at his first lecture in Cambridge, said with admiration, What 12 wonderful people fate has sent me this year! You are all representatives of the 12 zodiac constellations. Well, isn't it a miracle? These murders, according to my plan, should have been intensely discussed in the mass media. And then the clans would not have suspected my lover of involvement in the murder of Rodrigo. Meanwhile, it was my lover who killed Rodrigo and left at the crime scene, at my request, a sign in the form of the zodiac symbol Leo. I organized the rest of the killings. I turned to a good and trusted Chinese agency of Hitman's. My condition was any weapon. But the main thing was that the victim was killed in the allotted time period, and there was a sign of the zodiacal symbol next to the body. The Chinese did an excellent job and worked their money honestly. They killed everyone except me, Rodrigo and Robert Schmeissner. As for Robert, I will say that he himself paid for his death. For a long time, he hid from Interpol in Latin America and he left the stolen money in one of the banks in Antigua and Barbuda and this bank is under the jurisdiction of my lover. Accordingly, when Robert was killed, no one prevented us from taking his money from the bank. Nobody will come for them anyway. Well, of course, and me. My murder was a staging that was rehearsed many times over. At the beginning of last year, I introduced a person to my security service, said that I trust this person like a brother. This man played the role of my personal driver. He trained me how to properly and safely jump from the car. And at the appointed hour, when the car at low speed turned around a turn and disappeared from sight for a minute from another next car with security, both of us, me and my driver, jumped off the car, rolled head over heels to the side of the road, and the car exploded at the push of a button. The explosive device was installed in the car by my driver. When after the explosion of the car, black smoke went. We managed to hide. The prepared corpses, imitating us, were already in the car. Nobody noticed them because my car is tinted. It is our common Russian people who are forbidden by law to tint car windows. But I can. I am a TV star. I am not sorry to say goodbye to my television career. I'm tired of being a clown in my country. I broke with my past life, cut all ties. Now I live for myself and for pleasure with a different appearance, with a different name, in a different country. With recognition, Xenia Konchenko
0: What's come? she is, Giacomo thought. The ninja appeared suddenly. He put a chloroform handkerchief to Giacomo's nose. Giacomo fell asleep. When he woke up, he found no anonymous letter.